So hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. This week I'm chatting to Dana of Porridge Radio on their brand spanking new album, Every Bad, signing to Secretly and Taylor Swift. <laughs> so stay tuned for that coming up a bit later. First up though, and some new albums from our Rough Trade Edit that we are particularly loving right now. Nige joins me. Hello. 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 Spring is on its way. It is. This weekend, I know it's wet, but blimey, the daffodils were out. There's almost some sunshine. God, it's quite early. Is it early? I don't know. I had to get my lawnmower service so okay. I can get out there. It's, you know, it never stops these days. It used to have, we can rely on some winter weather, but no, it's just wet and yeah, warm. It is. It hey is. Well, apparently, parts of the UK have had snow today as Isn't we're it? recording. Yeah. Mm. And I know New York's already had some this year. So yeah. there we go. Um, but yes, we're going to be chatting through our picks and giving you a taster of some tracks. Nige, I think you have the usual three. Yep, I do. So do you want to... Yeah, kick off. Kick off, yeah. Um, this one is, I mean, it's pretty b- below the radar, read it, really. It's the Eyelids, who are from Portland, okay. Oregon. Yes. I think that's Oregon, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, and it's uh, produced by um, Peter Buck okay. from REM. And it's very um, REM-ish sounding, very big starry. Sounding. I yeah. mean, so it ticks lots of boxes for me. <laughs> lots of boxes for me. And it's it's quite a strange one. They've the um this guy Larry Beckett, who collaborated with Tim Buckley, he's done all the lyrics for them. And there's some Tim Buckley covers on there. Or they're sorry, not cover. Some words that Tim Buckley used. Okay. And uh, the track I've chosen is Found at the Scene of a Rendezvous, which is are some words that he wrote for Tim Buckley. And um it's just great. If you like that big star REM sound, mm-hmm. oh, it's great. <laughs> Here we go. Damn the stars and wait five seasons. I will come playing hello on my drum. Drive the vagabonds away the night of ease. Hide all your smiles up your sleeves. That was the brilliantly named band Eyelids. Quite like that for a band. It's quite yeah, nice. didn't they? I mean, they all play in other sort of groups as yeah. well. Um, they play with Decemberist, My Morning Jacket. They're kind of a bit of a an all star band, really. But I just love this album. Super. Yep. I am going to be talking about Tame Impala, which came out on the fourteenth, um, and not slowing down at all in terms of like. Our listening habits with it, it's brilliant. We've waited five long years for a new Tame Impala record. Is it five years? Yeah, I think Currents came out in 2015. Bloody hell, I I can't believe that. Yeah, and I I don't think it was one... That was obviously, I think, the one that went mega huge, gave him this huge worldwide platform, like Rihanna sampled him and stuff. Yeah. Made all his dreams come true, I'm sure. (laughs) But it was recorded between LA and his hometown studio in Fremantle, Western Australia. I think we could call Western Australia the current psych capital of the world. Definitely. With all the bands that have come out there. Um, Yep, Slow Rush is the title. Slow Rush. I I like it because of the oxymoron (laughs) thing. Um, He's described it as a deep dive into the oceans of time, conjuring (laughs) the feeling of a lifetime in a lightning bolt of major milestones whizzing by while you're looking at your phone Um, and the unending cycle of life. So take from that what you will. But basically, it's just got that 
massive sound. It's really transportive, kind of that cascading mush of mush that's coming up later mush of music uh with noticeably more influences and samples i would say than on previous records particularly the r&b for me yeah you hear a lot more in there um apparently originally the album was going to be released before his coachella set last year and then i think he was like no probably felt rushed so slowed it down (laughs) and tweaked it a lot and i guess the time is now which is obviously very fitting given the theme of time um but I think it's great. I really like it. Yeah, we were talking to them about doing something special, a special version of it this, well, last year before Coachella because yeah. it was all a bit of a rush. But um, yeah, no, it never happened. It's yeah. probably best that he's taken his time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I say like, I really like it. Like that just sounds very mundane. But actually, Currents was massive and obviously got into everybody's heads. And I yeah. was a fan of Tame Impala pre-currents I can confidently say but this is just continuing that level for me I don't think it's dropped at all and I think he's changing it up enough to keep it interesting so well done Kev Um, my favourite track by Mile is Borderline and it goes a little bit like this It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. He has been keeping himself busy doing other people's things as well, hasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, so. definitely. I think he worked on... Did he work on that um, Pond? He produced the Pond record, didn't he, I think he, he did, year? yeah. And yeah. that was another concept album, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Tasmania. <laughs> yes. Love it. And then the next one I've chosen is kind of a bit at the other end of the scale, really, is um, Anya Zobel. Yes. Who played here on Friday, and it was just amazing. I mean, she is so good. She's Stunning, stunningly yeah, brilliant. Yeah. She's um, signed to Deutsche Grammophon now, one of these sort of classic labels, and where Emily used to work, I think. I did, I did used to work for Deutsche Grammophon. Yeah. For the UK arm. Yeah, and it is an amazing label. They put out some you know, great records over the years. And it's not, I mean, it's that kind of mixture of um, modern composition and singer-songwriter, I suppose. It's quite mm. an odd sort of combination, but I just mm. think she's so good. Yeah. Oh, exquisitely good yes, I would say exactly yeah which lives up to the Deutsche Grammophon kind exactly, of seal yeah. of a seal of excellence I would yes, say yes and it's a beautiful sleeve I mean it's just everything about it is perfect really yeah I think um, the track I've chosen is is called Cameras Rolling and it's um, yeah I mean it's quite not dark exactly but quite uh, melancholy I guess oh. yes exactly yes so yeah here we go Hugely popular in store as well. Kind of flew tickets flew out yes. the door. Well, she is playing, you know, yeah, Hammersmith Apollo, and um, I mean, big venues these yeah. days. I mean, she's yeah. just, just she's kind of a just grown and grown organically, really. From we've always sold her records, but just more and more every time. Mm. I mean, I just think she's great, and the yeah. way she's built up her sort of fan base, yeah, it's fantastic, awesome. Um, 
a slightly different end of the scale with uh, a <laughs> mush. <laughs> what a great name, mush. Um, I first saw mush live at Rough Trade Recommends. Uh, here at Rough Trade East back in 2018, I think it was. Um, and they'd driven all the way down from Leeds in this horrific storm uh, and consequently terrible traffic. And I'd initially turned up to see Pip Blom, I think, who also part of the lineup, but fell a little bit in love with Mush at the same time, which is kind of the best thing about a recommends gig, discovering new music that you may have not been aware of before. Um, they've since signed to Memphis Industries, which is kind of the perfect home, I think, for their eccentric guitars, really kind of abstract orientation um, and their kind of commentary-driven funk, which is definitely all explored in their full-length debut, which is called 3D Routine. We have a Rough Trade exclusive slime green vinyl edition. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just fab. And I think these guys really do deserve to be noticed because it's so loud out there at the moment with London and kind of Brighton bands. Not that they are undeserving. Um, <laughs> Careful where you go. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just great to see Leeds in the mix. Yes, no. I mean, the, I, they first crossed my radar when um, Too Pure put out that single Alternative Facts, uh, yes, which yes. was, I loved that. And it was we put it on Counterculture for 2017, actually. And I just loved that track. And um, funny enough, I've been emailing Dan in the band okay. since then, oh. you know, um, about because the, they, they did a 12 inch before called Excommunique, yes. which yes. Um, he supplied us with some. So I got that. And then when he signed to Memphis, you know, helped organize this colored vinyl version. And I'd never actually met him because every time they played in this shop, I was, you know, doing something. Yeah. And, um, so I met him on Friday, oh. which is very nice. Not Friday. It must have been Thursday. Yeah. Was, anyway, I met him and the band and they were really nice. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't stay and watch them, though. Aww. Wolverhampton Wanderers were playing, and that, I'm afraid, <laughs> <laughs> was uh, more important. <laughs> Sorry, Mush. But um, I love the new album. You're right. It is so good. It is really good. So good, yeah. And I think they're going to be here and there over the next year, I'm sure, playing yeah. at festivals, yes, exactly, etc. Yeah. Um, that was it. A, it was a 12-inch EP, was it, that they released before, before yes, they signed? Yeah. it was, yeah. I, I got that, and I was really nervous because I was like, because I was at this recommends gig, yeah. and I'd watched them, and I was like, oh, "I really like them." And I was like, "I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the record." And then I was like, "Oh, I can't quite want to get it signed." But you know, when you kind of work, <laughs> yes. rush, you're like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to seem like a like some sort of like fangirl. super fangirl." <laughs> yeah, there's nothing actually, wrong with that. Yeah, and actually, one of them had I don't know whether he'd gone out for a cigarette or something. So the others like forged his signature on the record <laughs> for me. So I have a kind kind of unique signed record, should we yes. say? Um, but yeah, just so good. And also I think Memphis Industries are having a bit of a killer 2020 so far. So We've far, yeah. Field Music, Polisa, Mush. Warm Digits. Yeah, great stuff from them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Mush, Gig Economy is my track of choice. So here we go. They are so good. Yeah. Um, and finally, for me, we, I've got Lanterns on the Lake um, with their fourth album. I think Ooh. it's their fourth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's their fourth. Um, I first came across them. They 
played at um, End of the Road. Okay. Um, this was quite a few years ago now. They're one of those bands that we they bought in their CDs. From what I remember, there's three CD EP CDRs that they did, really beautifully packaged. Yeah. And they sat on our table just doing nothing for the whole weekend. <laughs> nothing. And then Lanterns played and they suddenly all went. Really? All went. Oh, like wow. literally within 30 minutes of them finishing their set. It was yeah. one of those that you think, wow, yeah. there's something going on there. Yeah. People loved them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, there's this uh, lady, Hazel, that I haven't seen her for ages actually, but um, she supplied us with more of the EPs and we sold loads over the, I mean, loads over yeah. the years. Yeah. And anyway, this is their new album and it's called Spook the Herd and it's very... Um, political I suppose you would say Mm. you know but in a good way and well I think it's always in a good way I mean you know they're talking about you know politics social media you know just (laughs) addiction (laughs) grief the climate crisis all those kind of interesting things but it's not miserable no social Um, media comes up so much now in music I think I guess it's a topic of and entwines in in politics but uh, I've noticed it more and more yeah I mean you know it's I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it myself. I mean, it's good in some ways, obviously, but in other ways, you know, I don't like it at all. So you don't have a Twitter then, Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> she knows what sort of mobile phone I've got. I thought I think they call them dumb phones, <laughs> and that's when it's switched on. Um, anyway, the track I've chosen is called Baddies, and it's pretty obvious stuff but I mean you know it's just so good Mm. I love this track I love the album actually I love them and they're playing here tonight I'm looking forward to it So that was Lanterns on the Lake. And that wraps up our five picks for this week. Just looking ahead to this Friday, which is the 28th. Is it 28th or 27th? Uh, 28th. 28th. Yeah. Um, And we have some amazing, more amazing albums coming out. We've got Caribou. Yep. Excited for that one. Yeah. Um, Soccer Mummy. Yeah. Her new record. What else have we got? We've got Real Estate. Um, The Orioles. Haven't seen them for a couple of years. No. Quite that should be quite good, too. yeah. It's been a really good start to the year. I mean, we haven't even spoken about the new Grimes album. I know, I know. The, the new King, King Cruel album. I know, it's too much to fit in, but both are excellent. Yeah. I mean, Grimes, I find Grimes hard to listen to sometimes. Like, it's not my kind of go-to sound world, I would no. say. But... uh it's a really interesting record. It is a really interesting record. I'm not so sure about the drum and the bass track, but there you go. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm way behind the curve, so uh, it's coming back. King Cruel's great, though. I really like that album. Yes, yes. Yeah, Here I'm looking go. forward to the new Baxter Jury album. Yes. I'm hoping um, to get him on the podcast. Yeah, we're hoping to get him in. I love the album. It's fantastic. Okay, have you I heard s- it already? Yeah. Um, I saw him play at uh, End of the Road in the summer. It was so good. Yeah. He was so good. He was a proper showman. Yeah. As, I mean, I think it's, it's probably better than Prince of Thieves, I think. Oh, it's just so great. I love him. There we go. Yep. Well, I think that will do for this week. Yep. Otherwise, we're just going to run away with ourselves. Yep. I am going to be talking to Dana from Porridge Radio, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So stay on board for that. But we will see you in a couple of weeks. Have a great 
couple of weeks while yep. we're not here. And uh, yeah, we'll see you very soon. So, Dana, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, you are set to release your album, Every Bad, under your band Porridge Radio on the 13th of March, yes. 2020. Um, I, for one, am so, so excited for this record. Um, as much as we all are at Rough Trade, like it's been one of those ones we've been waiting for. You're also going to be playing some in-stores, I think, at all three of our UK shops. I think so. Which is really exciting. Like is doing the Bristol? Bristol. Um, Nottingham and this one that we're sitting in right now, <laughs> yeah. Rough Trade East. We also obviously have Rough Trade West, but it's very small. Um, so <laughs> you won't, won't be doing it just yet. Um, but you guys, Proge Radio, have not arrived out of nowhere. Um, you've been about for a little while now, kind of slowly building, yeah. relentlessly touring, creating like this wonderful fan base um, who have all been eager for a record. I think you released an album in album in 2016 yeah we recorded an album in our drummer's shed amazing our manager just mixed it put it out on tape on his like diy label yeah and that was just our first album yeah. <laughs> it all kind of came out by accident and was very unplanned yeah it's very funny did you learn a lot from that process though yeah like i don't yeah. think i think without that i wouldn't have figured out how much how I wanted this album to sound and like I think all of us after that album we kind of thought okay well we know all the things we really want to come from an album and our sound and like all the we know the direction we want to go in and we it was really fun to actually be able to do that yeah it was really cool yeah and I guess in that sense because you're now signed to Secretly Canadian yes did it was it kind of a good intro to kind of prepare you for kind of a bigger label yeah sphere? I mean I think so it's like I think what the best thing about doing this for years and then coming into this bigger label thing is mm. that I have kind of just been doing everything myself for years and I kind of know I've kind of, I've learned how to set boundaries through doing that and so now I'm mm. doing it this way and I feel like I'm in control over like what I want and how to get it and how to kind of if I really think about if I'm if I feel really strongly about something creatively I can I can say it or like if I'm feeling like there's loads of new things that I'm figuring out still but yeah. there's a lot of things that I've done before and like we've toured for years like I know how to yeah. tour I know how to tour in like a very DIY way which is really fun and hard so yeah. I feel like I'm ready now <laughs> yeah that's interesting actually because in the last show I had HMLTD yeah. on and they were talking about well Henry was talking about his you know, their journey when they signed to this major label and then it, mm. it all didn't work out. And I guess maybe some of that might have been to do, to do with the fact that they didn't have control and they maybe hadn't had that time to kind of really know themselves and know, know yeah. what they want as much. I think we spent years figuring out how to do it and how to mm. kind of be a band and how to how we wanted to present ourselves. I mean, I look back and I see like what things that I said like years ago and I'm like, oh, I was really still figuring out what <laughs> I wanted to, how I wanted to talk or like yeah. what I wanted to sound like, how I wanted to do things. And yeah, yeah it definitely makes a really big difference. And it also meant that when we came to signing, I was like, I know the things that are really important to me to maintain, yeah. like just to be able to 
you know, be able to have control over how things sound and look and be that that's like a really big part of yeah. <laughs> that I guess that is the whole thing that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and have control over. So Yeah, definitely. Um yeah. I mean, your songs are inspired by by so much, by interpersonal relationships, by um, mental health, by your friends. Um, yeah. I read your piece with So Young magazine yesterday, and oh, I yeah. think in there you say that you used to go to the sea when you were feeling sad. Yeah. So that got me thinking, like, how important is environment to what you create and kind of how you create? It's hugely important. I mean, it's like... The things that you're surrounded by are going to influence everything you say and do. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, you mean like environment, like the spaces you're in? Or yeah, do you mean like <laughs> the spaces you're in, the, the places you are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, this tiny uh, dark room is <laughs> <laughs> very inspiring. But yeah, like living by the sea for years, made, like it made me think about the sea a lot. And mm. it was a really inspiring like a really inspiring thing for me yeah <laughs> the sea as a thing <laughs> yeah because you lived in Brighton yeah so we all met in Brighton okay and, and that's kind of Brighton. where the band built and you, were you performing yeah. by yourself prior to putting the band together yeah I mean I started doing open mic nights on my own and like then started yeah I got the band together and started I would do a lot of solo shows and I, over the years we've kind of toured in every combination like I've done loads of solo tours but also have toured with just Georgie or like a combination of three people or okay. like it's like there's been so many different ways of doing this band yeah which has always been really fun I feel like I'm always ready for everything to fall apart and I know uh, how to like adapt to yeah. it so I'm I'm ready for it it's a good yeah. thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um I actually saw you play at the Lexington, I think it was, was January. Yeah. Um, and I was like pretty mesmerized by it, I've got to say. And I feel like you look very comfortable, um, you know, performing. And that seems like to be a huge part of Porridge Radio. Would you yeah. say that you're kind of maybe at one of your most comfortable spaces when you're on stage? Yeah, I don't, I've... I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's kind of, it's really weird to me. I feel like when I'm on stage, I kind of step into a whole nother, like, version of myself. And I'm, I I don't know, it's just, like, gives me so much energy to be on stage. And it's not something that came naturally to me at all. Mm. Like, I was never into performing when I was younger. It was really something that I learned how to do through being in a band. And I think as soon as we started doing it, I was like, oh, I, I love this and I can I can do it and it feels good. And... Yeah, I think now I feel really comfortable on stage. Yeah. Like, I really, I know what to do. And I also kind of realise it's like, it's about, it's never about how the show goes. It's just about how I experience the show and what kind of headspace I'm in when I go into it. And so I'm just trying to remember that. Yeah. And just enjoy it and be comfortable. Yeah. Well, it's, it definitely came across that you're comfortable to me. I <laughs> think the nice. whole room was like, wow. <laughs> it was really fun. We hadn't played yeah. in a month and we were really excited. Oh, really? Um, yeah, okay. it was great. It was like... We had a month off after touring those last yeah. year and we were just yeah. like, okay, let's come back. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> it was really good. Oh, I loved it. And I can't wait for your in-stores. I'm really, really oh, excited to watch you guys you. again. Um, so I was watching, I knew I was talking to you today, but I was watching the Taylor Swift documentary last it's night. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was. I must be like the last person in the world to watch it. But it's I was like, so good. Because I don't really listen to her music that much. Um, so it wasn't like that automatic fan thing for me. But yeah. it was really interesting. Um, and one of the overbearing themes 
that spoke to me was this pressure that she felt under to kind of constantly reinvent herself, to like please her fans, her critics. Um, and I guess although what you do creatively is very different to like this huge commercial pop artist, I wonder yeah. if... <laughs> very different worlds. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I wondered if you could share or understand kind of any of that feeling in your experience so far, or are you kind of very much doing your own thing for your own sense of self? I feel like there's lots of different versions of myself and lots of different versions of like what I'm doing. Mm. And sometimes it is like when I'm writing songs, I really feel like that's just for me and I think maybe because also we've been doing this on such a small level for years I don't we've never really had anyone notice yeah. us and now there's people are noticing us more I feel like we're at the very beginning of maybe what she's describing but I don't think we are in the same world no like I think for we're in like mainstream pop it's a lot harder I think for women there's like so much more expected yes um but yeah, that is definitely something that I think about. Yeah. <laughs> but I, know, I always feel like I'm just doing things for myself for fun. And my bandmates always remind me like, this is about us having a good time. We started this band because we wanted to have fun with it and we wanted to learn how to play instruments and perform. And it was always yeah. about us figuring things out for ourselves and having fun with it. And when it stops being fun, we, we, we'll be like, why is this not fun right now? Yeah. What have we missed here and it's always because it's like I'm getting too stressed out and like caught up in all the all the things I'm like oh my god everyone's expecting me to like answer all these emails and do all these things yeah. I'm like actually I can just I can just enjoy it like yeah remembering to just do it for myself yeah for my friends and my band yes <laughs> that's good I'm glad I'm glad you said that it's, it's all really important um yeah. I guess leading on from that where this is probably quite a difficult question but because <laughs> We're only on kind of album two and everything's kind of blowing up as we, I feel like you got a real momentum going, you yeah, guys, this year. Is. But where do you kind of see yourself maybe in like five years time? Where would you want Porridge Radio to be? Or do you kind of take each day as it comes? Is that not really a, a thought process? I We take each day as it comes. I don't think you, if you plan too far in advance, I think you end up panicking and worrying mm. about how you're going to get there. I like I have ideas of things that I want in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I love writing songs and I love recording. I mean, actually, I don't, I haven't enjoyed recording, but I love <laughs> so far. But I also love the process of making a song and getting it from the point of like writing it alone in my room to like bringing it to the band to then making it sound how we want it to sound on record and like yeah. I think that's really fun and in my ideal world I'd be able to do that all the time and that's kind of what I really want is to just keep being able to do this like at the moment I just think yeah the like I feel like it's really ambitious for me to be like, yeah, this is something I want to do constantly all yeah. the time. Yeah. When you're talking about creating, I'm reminded of the scenes in the Taylor Swift documentary where she's just like singing into a phone and like she's in the studio. And yeah, that's like the most fun. Yeah. She's just is like, that representative of creating music? Because I am not I mean, it is to, the, for me. to the behind the scenes. <laughs> for me, it really it. is. Like I will just kind of sit and record stupid stuff into my phone or yeah. like just try and write whenever I can and it feels really it's it feels really good it's like you're getting something out and you're processing something and you're 
it's like taking some a really like abstract feeling and making it into like a tangible feeling and mm. that's yeah I find that really really fulfilling mm. and exciting yeah I guess it's quite cheesy to you know some people say that songwriting is a kind of a therapy but I guess totally it does is. It has some, there's definitely some truth in that it, I yeah. can totally I've looked back that. at old songs and just been like oh you hadn't realized you had you understood that yet yeah <laughs> like, I'll be like oh I wrote a song about that whole thing and I didn't even know that that yeah. was something that I'd processed or I hadn't oh, wow. processed it and then yeah it's like through writing a song it kind of lets out and lets me understand it and lets me figure out what I feel and I like and look back and be like I was so stupid I didn't even know that I was about to have a breakup <laughs> like yeah I didn't even know that that yeah. was all about to fall apart but I did like instinctively know it because I wrote a song about it before I'd actively thought it yeah which I find really funny <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like a diary isn't it and yeah like sometimes I think people that write you know songs and stuff it's like we all talk talk about ourselves on social media and share things but it's often very private and in a closed closed community of people that see it but like you're kind of putting it out there in the world and yeah but I guess it's nice to be able to look back and see how far you've come or how you've developed or how you've grown yeah exactly I love looking back over old stuff and just tracking yeah <laughs> being like oh I couldn't play guitar then and now I can play guitar <laughs> like oh I <laughs> It's like, yeah, just seeing myself learn how to yeah. do this over the years. It's like really fun to have a record. Really fun to have That's like diaries. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. thank you so, so much for chatting to me today. I can thank you. pretty much safely say it's going to be one of my favorite records of this year already. Oh Big statement, but I'm very confident in it. Um, Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> um, I think you deserve all the success that you received. Oh, thank and you. Good luck with the rest of the year. Thanks and so we will much. see you in March for the yes. in-stores. I'm excited. Have you played in a record shop before? You must have. Yes. Yeah, no, I have. I've played at Rough Trade Bristol before. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, and a few other record shops. Yeah. I'm sure I could think of. Yeah. If I sat down. Yeah. <laughs> I am seeing that. <laughs> Dan, Dana, thank you so much. And we will play out with your single, Sweet, which is taken from Every Bad. Cool. Thank you. I'm charming, I'm sweet, and she will love me when she meets me. She will love me when she meets me. I am charming, I am sweet, sweet. Charming, I'm sweet And she will love me when she meets me She will love me when she meets me I am charming, I am Sweet Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes